0: All right, let's take two on this shit. I just completely deleted what I recorded because I was like, even I was bored, and I, it's just me talking. Ugh, like, why? Why is why is it that this podcast even rates? It's so it's mind boggling. <laughs> just stumbled on that word, mind boggling. I'm drunk. I'm not. It's eight fifty two on a Saturday night, and I. I'm really excited to come in and record a podcast. I was offered to go to a gay club, Puff Duff, with a mate of mine that's over from Sydney and some gays from work. I contemplated going. But then I was like, nah, i got like to go go home, get dressed and get changed. And then it'll be 10 o'clock by the time I finish recording the podcast and, and end up leaving. And my bedtime is 9.30. So I just, I just messaged him and went, I just can't be effed. I just, I just can't be bothered. All right. M- my name's Trish Hull. This podcast is called Complete Drivel. It's basically just me whinging for f- f- 20 minutes. W- isn't life hard? All right. I'm talking about, I'm just going to do a quick house update because uh, my family home is on the market. The home that I grew up in. It's really sad. I cried a little bit before. Um, also, I've written, de- like I've actually written can you hear the paper i've written down a little plan this is not going to make it any more fun or entertaining it's just making it less more organized i listened back to to uh one of the podcasts oh god i can't stand it i can't do it too many tangents right i don't finish sentences i'm not sniffing as much i didn't really i didn't really hear myself sniffing um i'm talking just not doing drugs on, can you imagine, <gasps> if I just did a line right now? I would never do that. And I, I think I've told you about the time I did. I've only done it once. Don't do it. It wasn't fun. It was really shit. Um, My brother made me do it. I hope my mum hears this at some point, whether it's like in 20 years when she's sitting in a nursing home and she just goes back and listens to that. Mum, if it's 20 years from now and you are listening to this podcast, hello. I love you. You're doing well. What would that be? She'd be 84. No, she'd be 83. Uh, I am going to talk a little bit about death. It's not in a funny way, in a serious way. But before death, I'm going to talk about the fact that I'm losing interest in sex. And I literally... Um, I'm wearing my sex clothes right now. I've literally come from a random person's house, um, and everything should have gone really smoothly, but it, it didn't. Oh my god! Oh, I'm really excited because I've got a dick story. Like, I legit, literally happened about two hours ago. Um, I had to fake an orgasm. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Um, and we're going to talk about the fact I spoke at a conference. Uh, yeah, I know. I was the head. I was the head... Well, I wasn't the headliner. In the general scheme of the timing, if it was a music concert, I would have been the headliner because I was last. I was on a panel. Um, I want to talk about that. And uh, a lot of people have asked how I became successful on Facebook. It's the wankiest thing I think I'm ever going to talk about. But I'll answer it. It's just easier to say, oh, let's go listen to my podcast episode then reply to all the messages. Oh, God, my life's hard. So many people are messaging me. I'm like... Stop it! It'd be interesting. Do am I getting more egotistical, vain, and into myself from podcast one versus now, which is I think podcast ninety two, and and podcast one in podcast one I had I think I had it was October of last year. It was like a year ago, September of last year. I did my nurse video at the start of this year, and that's where I had heaps of success, and that was in. February, and so I didn't. I I I reckon I had, you know, forty forty five thousand likes on Facebook, which is pretty good, but not much. And I would have been a lot more humble back then. Now I've just turned into a massive, massive dickhead. Anyway, I want to talk about the the conference I spoke at, and answer a couple of questions from people about how Trish has become Trish. Oh, also, I'm getting a, a figurine printed made of Trish. Potentially, hopefully, mass-produce it. You can buy Trish, Trish doll. Speaking of vain and egotistical, you can buy a doll of me, commissioned by me. Yeah, nothing says I'm a wanker than commissioning and paying for the distribution of a doll in your image. Um, all right, update on the house. Uh, it hasn't sold, obviously. It doesn't go to auction. It's the 21st of October, as I record this, 2017. Um, and the auction is in. In. Oh shit. The auction's on the 11th of November, which is 30 days. So 31 days. Oh yeah, 31 days. Mum's Mom, coming to visit me on Halloween. She's so excited. Oh, I love Mum. She's so cute. I'm going to film some funny videos with her. I like to really shit her off. It, it engages with people for some reason. Um. So that's what? Uh, 30, so 10, uh, it's 21 days away. Oh my God, that's three weeks. Three weeks until the home I grew up in, the childhood I remember, the childhood I can go and visit still no longer will be able to on the 11th of November. I hope it sells though. I'd hate for it to get passed in. I just want it to go for it. I'd love it. I'd love there to be like four people bidding and they just go to like $7 million. Ugh, because then my parents, I would make my parents give me money. But like, Mum, seven million. I could charge them for the Facebook post I did for them. <gasps> that's actually a really good. That's actually a really good idea. No matter what the outcome, because so they, the realtor had these beautiful photos done up. Like, my parents live in a mansion, and it's in a really sort of it's in a nice-ish suburb in Sydney. It's in uh, Denniston, which is in Ride, um, and there's all the mansions around it. Uh, you know they bought the home for like I think it was like 135 grand back in the day, oh, and now we're going to sell it for like two million dollars. I want two point five because I st- I just want mum and dad to just just oh what a needy, what it what a, what a greedy son. I just want them to give me money. I don't want to, have to work for it. <laughs> Isn't that the dream though? Like, we we want our kids to work hard for their money and to, you know, truly appreciate the value of a dollar. And I do. I know how hard it is to earn a dollar. And so now I just want to be given the dollar because it's hard. I don't want to work for it. Just give me a hundred grand. God, stop it. Stop being so selfish, mum and dad. (laughs) I don't, I would not accept a hundred grand for my parents. I would say you better bloody double that. You greedy assholes. You just came into a lot of money. Nothing less than 250 grand. I'm coming across as a real wanker. A real egotistical wanker. Oh well, that's the type of person that I am. Um so house update. Um the first open for inspection was I think this weekend. I think or was last week. Yeah. So they've only just had the home listed. And so mum mum asked me to make a video. Um, and I, you know, Dad was like, "Oh, put your hilarity into it." So I did. Then they saw it before I was going to post it because I was being polite, like they were a client. I was like, "Okay, you approve it, and then I post it, and then we exchange money." But of course, being my parents, I said, "I'll just do it for you." Yeah, regretting that. And they came back and went, "Nah, it's not good." Oh, like they were actually treating. They were they were being a client. Oh, we want the house to sell, Mum. Dad, I have a Facebook page of people who can't afford to buy a $2 million home. So, no, but it might it might affect some people that want to buy it. Mum, just because I said I attempted to murder my brother in there by holding a knife to his neck doesn't mean someone won't buy it. I didn't kill anyone in there. It's not haunted. Nick is still alive. He's still a little shit, but he's still alive. No, but we just, we're just... Con- oh, right. I didn't argue with him. I just was like... Oh fine mum was like oh darling thank you so much for making them um we were just hoping that you could showcase the house oh and then mum gave me some ideas for the video (laughs) and I was like oh mum like it's not funny it's like we wanted you to so they wanted me to fly in put on the trish wig and be like oh the living room and stand there and cry I'm like mum that's not funny Oh, don't sell the living room. I'm like, mum, that's not funny. (laughs) Why am I laughing now? It's not, It would actually, now I think about it, I should have said, mum, no, it's not funny.
1: Oh, the lounge room.
0: (laughs) With Trish crying, just going, actually, that's kind of funny. Maybe I should have done it. And so I made a different video, which was just ripping what Ray White, they sent a, a, like, Bloody looks like a film crew went through it. It's this incredible video. Um, if you want to see the video of my home, um, go and search for on the 21st of um October, I posted a video that the real estate made and it's just of all the rooms. Oh my god, it's, it's stunning. I've never seen a house look more stunning. Like to me, it was just a home. It's just where <laughs> it's just where I grew up. And I watched the video, and I was listening to Robin. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. I'm just dancing on my own, listening to that on my phone whilst watching the real estate video on my desktop, and I cried. It's like watching. I mean, I'm too, no, I don't want to compare it to that, but it is. It's like a, it's like a eulogy. Like, this is, a, this is the home I grew up in. I'm having a really hard time dealing with it. <laughs> and then when it sells and then we, like, mum and dad officially move out, we can never go back there. We can never go inside it. And then I become, like, mega Lady Gaga famous, remember when she went back to her apartment in New York? Um, maybe, maybe that's an incentive to become mega famous. So I can just go back and be like, hey, do you know who I am? I used to grow up here. I grew up here. Let me in. And then they're like, it's disgusting. I'm like, oh, it's grass. Let me out. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, this was supposed to be a quick house update. It's really gone on for a long time. Um, i realised as well we're going to have to change our home number. I mean, I don't either call my home number. I call Dad, Mum and Dad's mobile. I wonder if they'll move and get a landline. What's the point? Oh, yeah, it's a really good point. I never have had a landline. What? they wouldn't need one, surely. What an interesting point. Do you listening have a landline? Oh, isn't that isn't that really impersonal impersonal? You listening. Oi, you listening. I'm really sorry, I didn't mean to say that. That's really gross. Oi, you yeah, listening. What I should say is just do you have a landline? Do you? Do you actually have a landline? If so, why? I mean, I got Foxtel and the bun. It was like a bundle deal. It was like free landline with Foxtel, one hundred and twenty dollars a month. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. And then I didn't really watch Foxtel, so I unsubscribed to that, and I don't have a landline anymore. Oh. And then when when I had to call to inquire about my Foxtel or my phone, they were like, "Please enter your landline number." I'm like, I don't know. They're like. Please enter your landline number, followed by the hash key. And I'd be like, I don't know. So you push hash. And I'd go, I'm sorry, please enter your landline. And I'm like, oh, for the God, is there another option? Speak to human. Please enter your landline. Um, oh, nothing made me more furious. And then when I finally would get through, I'd hear, um... Uh, Hello, I'm like hi. I'm just start inquiring um, about uh, possibly why my Wi-Fi is not working. Like, well, ma'am, well, madam, um, uh, do you have an account number? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's four, blah, four, four, nine, four, three, 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 potato, potato. And they'd be like, oh, we need to speak to Mister Christian Hull. Oh, and then I was like, oh. Yeah, speaking. No, I'm sorry, ma'am. We're going to need to speak to Mr. Christian Hull. I'm like, no, I just, I sound like a girl on the phone. I'm sorry, ma'am. We're going to need to speak to Mr. Christian Hull. Oh, fine. I'll get him. Honey. What? Um, You need to speak to them. Okay, coming. And then you do the ruffle of the phone. Like you're pretending to hand it over to someone. Oh, uh, hello, this is Mr. Christian Hull speaking. Oh, yes, Mr. Hull. Uh, we need to blah, blah, blah. That happens every time I call my electricity or my phone. Any, any time I call somebody, um, they think I sound like a girl on the phone. And it's weird because I called to order a pizza the other day. Um, <laughs> I call them all the time. And I know the girl and she knows me. And every time I call, <laughs> I'm like, hi, can I get, you know, I get my classic order, the gangster chicken large takeaway and she's like um okay we'll need a mobile number and so I give them my mobile number and my name comes up saved in system and she always goes "Ah, oh, it's you because she thinks I'm a girl she just doesn't correlate she can't recognize my voice and I've gone in and she goes I don't know why I think you sound like a girl and I go well everybody everybody for the first time or if they've never seen me heard from me or know anything about me they think i sound like a girl and there was a radio i remember calling up for a radio bit and it was um we guess your gender and because and then i called up and everyone was like oh you sound like a girl but that leads me to believe that you might be a boy but then you might sound like a boy if you're a girl and i just confuse the shit out of anyone they just can't tell what gender i am and and when they when they hear me for the first time they say i sound like a a 55 year old smoker woman because it's a little bit husky and I'll take that I think 55 year old smoker women have sexy voices I personally think mine's a bit whiny Uh, anyway we're still on point number one house update what's what have I got for point number two I did tell you that I lost interest in sex I wrote down Christian hook losing interest in sex I'm pretty sure I said that anyway that's coming up okay so I went to a conference so I work for SCA Southern Cross the Stereo, it's a what – I, what I call it is an entertainment brand. I liken it to – BuzzFeed is, like, so good and we're nowhere near that. But I see us as a BuzzFeed-esque brand. Um, you have Triple M, which is the blokes – it's a real sport-orientated brand. It's a radio station. They're uh, Triple M is a radio station. And then they've got their online digital social element, which is a Triple M. Triple M. Um, and it's, it's sport is what I would say. Blokes and sport. And then you've got the brand that I work on, which is the Hit brand, which is for anyone in Australia. It's the H logo. Formerly, you you might know, it's the, the, the company Kyle and Jackie O used to be on. Today FM, Fox FM, I'm going to say all of these wrong because we've rebranded, but you'll know like B105, SAFM, NXFM, 92.9. We've all become hit now. We've become this like, hit brand. And so we have all these radio stations and we have a social and online element. So I work purely on the social and online element. I did many years in radio. And what I have to say on radio is I think I did a podcast, two podcasts ago for an hour I spoke about my career in radio and and I completely see that as, as gone, it's as finished, it's ended. Um, I hate radio. I hate it. Um, I just, I, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm really burnt out and I am I need to leave and come back and, well, I, I feel like I have left. I still work for, it's the biggest radio company in Australia. And so uh, I managed to create a, a, a profile on the digital space of things through Facebook podcasting and, and YouTube and be able to do what I wanted to do 10 years ago when I got into radio, um, which was to get on air and talk about, well, obviously you know, I couldn't talk about dicks, but I wanted to, um, and open up and, and be authentically Christian Hull. Now, I believe radio Hmm. doesn't allow you to be authentically you. There's restrictions, there's constraints, there's topics, there's things you have to do and there's there's regulations. Um, Howard Stern, for example, doesn't have that. And he is so successful because he is Howard Stern. And he will ask the questions that if we asked on our stations would get us fired. And he is... A, you know, pretty, he'll, he'll ask some pretty misogynistic questions, and, and he'll, but he'll be, you know, the real Howard Stern, which can be a bit confronting, um, because he is on a satellite station, which is you you pay, you pay to hear his content. So if you want to hear what he has to say, you're paying for it. If you don't want to hear it, you don't pay for it. Therefore, he can say whatever he wants because he's not relying on advertising revenue. So he doesn't have to please advertisers with his content. Um and, and that's sort of that's sort of where Facebook, YouTube, and and podcasting especially. not like i I'm now on a podcast platform called Podcast One. And basically that they, they host all these incredible podcasts. They'll pair up with advertising um and then you can either pay for podcast or there'll be ads in it now so far um 21st of october 2017 my podcast has not no one will will <laughs> will want to be on it want to pay to have their brand on it because the things that i say are so horrific and no brand would want to be aligned with it um which is great, but that's why for me I, I never really was able to get on air. It's because I was too crass. Too inappropriate. And I don't think I don't think I, I don't think radio is the really is the medium for me. And I've no one to blame for not being on air or or I, I just you know, realize that I, I actually don't suit the radio formula. Cause I Yeah, I just don't. I love podcasting. It's great. I can talk to you about the fact that I went over to a random's house that I've never met and put my dick in his butt. You know, like, safe. It was safe. I showed you the, did I show you the condom before? I brought a condom along with me. Now, just keep in mind if I've already done, if I've already repeated myself in this podcast, it's because I recorded it and then hated it and then deleted it. So, that's the sound of the condom. I did bring it. I didn't use my one because he was good. He had all of his. Anyway, I couldn't talk about that on radio. It's too, oh God, that's too much information. Um, Should I just take the condom sitting in this studio? Because I'm in the radio studio right now recording these things. Because they've got, like, I bought a mic <gasps> online shopping. I need to talk about that. And that's in the next episode. It's written down on my notes. Next podcast talking about primary school, my experience in primary school, and online shopping. I've really stepped up my online shop. I'm so excited about it because online shopping is the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, okay, where am I? I'm conferencing. So, um, I was asked by my boss if I would be on a panel um, with a couple of people. Tanya Hennessy. Oh, if you have not heard of Tanya Hennessy, go and follow her, and also... Brie Thomasal. I don't even know how to pronounce her last name. Brie Thomasal. T Oh, I don't have my phone. Oh, you'll just type B-R-E-E and she'll automatically pop up. Um, um, where was I going No, so Tanya was on the panel. Um, Leon Shergren. Now I'll give you a bit of background with Leon. Leon was the first executive producer I worked with on Dan and Maz. And so he was the, the guy running the Dan and Maz ship, and they were a national drive show in Australia. And I got brought into that team as their video producer. Um, and Leon's worked on a whole bunch of shows and has an incredibly strong digital video mind because he's like, he's like 25, he's, he's young. I think he's 20. I actually don't know how old Leon is. He has a baby face, so he looks like he's, like, 25. Um, But he's got, like, experience, like he's about 40 because he's done all these incredible things. So it was Tanya, Leon, there was a beautiful lady from Twitter who she gave this talk, and it was incredible how she was talking about making content. And then she showed us how she went to Oakland in California and got caught up in the middle of a gang war and she was shot at. And we were like, oh, my God. Twitter everyone but it was it was fascinating um and then it was me and so we're on this panel and it was all it was all about I don't know I don't know why I was asked to talk on this I I don't understand why people are are so fascinated and and think that I have all this knowledge about how to do social media and how to make videos uh, anyway so I was I didn't say anything I was like oh oh yes I'll I'll do a panel um, how much, how much am I getting? Nothing. Okay, great. I'm just very honored to be here. I wasn't honored to be How dare they not pay for my service? No, I, to be honest, I, to be honest, I don't, I don't ever want to get paid if I'm giving anyone advice. I'm just going to give you the advice. Although a friend did, a friend over in Dubai was like, oh, would well, do you do consulting? Um, I need some, I need a consultation. What's your fee? And I was like, oh, uh, is your radio paying? Because I know they make a lot of money. So I was like, oh, how much should we got in the budget? What an asshole. Like, he's a good friend of mine. I need to just – I shouldn't oh, – I shouldn't message him now and say, hey, I'm just kidding. It's been like two weeks. Kidding. I'll do it for free. Um, oh, Again, so yeah, go off on a tangent. I don't know. I don't know where – where am I? Conferencing – Oh, I didn't know why I was there. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll do it. And a lot of people on YouTube and, and Facebook and Twitter will message me and be like, oh, do you have any advice for us? It's like, oh, shit. Oh, I don't know. What advice do you want? Do you want advice on how to get dick or how to hook up in a public park? I mean, these things I am absolutely a professional on and I can tell you. If you desperately want dick, then put the bar low. Have no standards. Just grab the first one that comes to your fat. Oh, wow. Not, not actually. Just, I'm, I'm talking about approaches you. Just, you know, you're in a park reading the signals. Does that guy, is he just having a leisurely walk through the park or does he want to hook up? What are the signs? Don't misread the signs because that could end you in some very hot water. And if you want to hear the hot water that I got into, episode 69, I think episode 69, I talk about that time I misread some signals and literally said to a guy, do you want to put your D in my M? And he was like, what? And I went, jokes, I'm leaving. Episode 69. See, so I made the episode 69 um, a very special one. I mean, I'm sure you made that correlation. I don't know why I needed to explain that. Anyway, so I did this panel and um, where was this? I don't even know where this talk was going. In a roundabout way. Now I feel like a dick. Anyway, my advice for anyone who is uh, looking at getting into video production, social media management. Anything to do with the digital, you know, Instagram, Twitter space is, see, I feel like there's two types. There's the type that are behind the scenes that want to make it work for a business, for a person. And then there's a type that want to do it for themselves. Uh, and also, like, they don't mind being in front of the camera for a business. So it's like the, the behind the scenes and the in front of the scenes. Something that a thing, in front of the scenes, <laughs> in front of the camera. I'm definitely column B, in front of the camera. Um, I love performing. I love doing all that. But also working within the hit brand, um, I also love the fact that in the digital revolution that we are in, um, I can shape our hit brand and the content we make. You know, now I'm a video producer that, that my boss has said, just go out and make some content. Just, just do whatever you want. And I, I'm pretty sure I've said on the 30th of this month, next Monday, um, it was actually like seven days away from it, I am going to be chatting with, I wonder if I can do it on the podcast, <gasps> Mary Schneider. Maybe i just take the audio of Mary Schneider and I play it. Um, for work. Now, Mary Schneider is the champion yodeler. And I played, I'm sure I've spoken about this. And I've played some of her music and I'm going to, I know you've already heard it, but It's just amazing. Oh, there's no internet. Hold on. And I'm going to play it for you again because her music... Look, I know I cried everything, but her music was really emotional. And she's a really lovely woman. Mary S.C.H. Schneider. Oh, my God. Yodelling Overtures. 150,000 views. This is... The footage is literally probably from the late 80s. Here we go. Isn't her voice stunning? She's just turned 85 and... We got the press release and I was like, I want to chat with her and I'm doing it next week. It's
1: so great. Here we go. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so excited
0: now. I've just made myself so excited. I get to meet her and chat with her. She's been on Howard Stern, Jane Leno. She's done... Like, she's so famous, yet I'd never heard of her. And I'm talking to her. And then that's... Like, but I'm interested in that. Therefore, I assume... You're interested in that too. It's just fascinating. And that's when you want to make and produce content, you should be doing the content that you are genuinely interested in, not just making content because you think it'll rate. You should be making content because it's fun. Trish is fun. It's fun to be a grumpy parent who hates their children because I am grumpy and I hate children. Um, Let's Go back to it. She has a full orchestra on stage.
1: Oh. <laughs> Holy shit!
0: Oh my god! Like you can't not tell me that that is not one of the most amazing voices you've ever heard. I don't. I don't want to do the cliche. Teach me to yodel, Mary. <laughs> End of video. I don't want to even. I don't even want to um, get her to yodel. Like I just want to talk to her about her career. Of course, I'm going to ask her to yodel. She's got a brand new song out. I'm going to ask her to yodel her new song. Yodel, 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 yodel. So she she does this chat. and it's. She basically says you go from your... Ah, oh, ah, 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 you got to flick. Anyway, <laughs> I sound like a donkey. Um, anyway, so I'm talking with her. Like, the shit that I do now, and it's so fun. I went to a prison. I went to a prison, one of Australia's most haunted prisons, because I'm like, oh, look would people be interested in that and I went and filmed it and it's gotten it's gotten over a million views um and this is what I say to people that are, are, are wanting to launch themselves into the digital space if you want a career in it now is the time to be doing it it's easy for me to say go out and make and do content because you need you need a lot of gear you, if you want to make it professional but in order to get to the professional level, you just need your phone. Tanya Hennessy, right? She has a million followers on YouTube. She has never used an editing program or picked up a camera other than her phone. She edits on her phone. She uses iMovie on her phone, and she has a million followers. If I gave her a camera, a proper camera, and Premiere Pro or or a soft piece of software, she she would she would barely know the basics of it. She had, a, she had a fancy camera. I'm pretty sure. Was that, did she? A friend had one. Maybe a friend was doing it for her. But she just uses her phone. If the content is good, it will do well. Just film stuff. And yes, the initial stuff that you make will be shit. I look back at my stuff and it was shit. But at the time, it didn't do too badly. You just gotta, you just gotta start. If you wanna record a podcast, for the love of God, Start recording a podcast. If you don't feel confident enough to do it on your own, that's the hard part is then finding someone. Because I find having to rely on someone, I would say never, ever, ever put yourself in that position unless you're can unless you're Hamish and Andy and you really, really have a rock-solid relationship and friendship and your goal is both exactly identical to each other. I would say do it on your own, because you're your own boss, you're your own critic. It's just you, uh, and and that's it's freed me up to be able to do whatever I want to do. I don't have to report to anyone other than myself. Anyway, and and in the conference, a lot a lot of it was all, it was a producers conference. It was all the producers from SCA and all these incredibly talented people, and they've all got this opportunity, but but you know a lot of them want to be on air talent as well and. I just, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like radio, even TV, I just, why? I don't understand the fascination that some people have with radio and TV. When you have a a platform like Facebook, YouTube, it's it's this whole digital revolution. I don't know that's such a wanky word, but I watched a clip from, uh, I think it was the, the CEO of Esquire magazine. Oh, shit, there was two videos that we saw, one from the CEO of Esquire magazine and there was another guy and I think the other guy said um, we're, digital is in its infancy where we actually have no idea of its capabilities. You know, like when radio first came out, we had no idea of its capabilities and people didn't understand it so they avoided it. And I, and I look at, at, at the way business and, and the commercial side of things handles online and social media and that we haven't fully understood it. It's it's just people see it as a media that supports a business. No, it's its own business. And that's what I, that's, that was my bit of advice for the people working in radio, working on any shows or working on any entertainment sort of area. Facebook isn't there to support your business. It's there to showcase it. And they're very different, you know, they're two separate audiences. Your audience on Facebook, if you have a business or anything, your audience on Facebook is different from your clientele or from Well, no, that's not true. Oh God. I don't know what I'm talking about. What what I said in the conference in relate in relation to radio, which has probably bored the absolute shit out of everyone listening so far. So relatable because no one on this works in radio. Um is I'll uh, I'll say it and move on. Uh, And we'll we'll talk about my sexy experience that wasn't sexy that's turned me off. Anyway, we're 36 minutes in. Um, So if you are a producer, digital is not there as a side. It is a whole audience. It is a huge audience and, in my opinion, has nothing to do with your radio audience. You listen to radio on the car on the way to work and on the car on the way home. You're not on Facebook when you're in the car driving on the way home. When you're on the tram or a train on the way home, you're on Facebook, you're watching the content. In no way is Facebook driving radio listeners. That's how I see it. I'm sure there are a thousand people that disagree with me, but but I see it as a very minuscule amount of people are coming on board to listen to radio. Anyway, boring, boring alert, boring alert with Mary. (laughs) I've got to click the thing. I said, what's her next video? What's this one? Angela. No, that's not her. No, I don't want to see Angela. Mary. Mary. Here we go. Mary Yoda's The Clarinet Poker. Oh, this is one. This is my favourite, one of hers. And then we'll talk about sex. (laughs) (laughs) I've never wanted to yodel more in my life and listening to... Don't you want to be on stage yodeling as a trio? I never thought I'd be sitting in a room on my own yodeling along with Mary Schneider. Like, I turned down going to a gay nightclub because I would rather sit here alone in a room and yodel along with Mary Schneider. Yodel, 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 Oh, man, I couldn't... Well, how much is left on the
1: yodel, 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 yodel. Little ooh, little little, little, little. Little And lay, lay, little, little, little. Little And little, little, little. Little lay, lay, little, little, little. And little, little, little. Little lay, lay, little, little, little. Little little, little, little. Little little, little, little. Little little, little, little. Little 30 seconds left. Oh. What the fuck am I doing?
0: Oh my god that was the funniest thing I've ever done. Look. Oh my god wait I missed the end. Oh, my Lord, heaven on earth. That is literally one of the funnest moments I've had in the studio. And I get to meet her in a week. And I get to talk to her. Maybe I do ask if I can yodel the clarinet. It's just, I don't yodel, I just sort of sing. Anyway, let's talk about sex. baby. I wonder if she can yodel that. Wagon, That's not <appeas> that <sounds> <laughs> I'm not yodeling. I'm just screaming into a microphone. Oh, wow. I am uh I'm not going to apologize for that. Um, maybe I should do that on the next. So on the next podcast, I'm going to do that as my opener. And I want you, please, for the love of God, just find somewhere like – If you're home alone or in your car, if you're in your car listening to this, I want you to yodel that song at the top of your voice. I'm going to do the whole thing as an opener for the next podcast episode. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I just want to end this podcast and start the next one. (laughs) Again, it's just yelling. Okay. So earlier tonight, um, I replied to... Oh, okay. Now we're getting really gross. And for me, this is so normal for me. What I'm about to tell you, but I understand what I'm about to say. For some, is really—is it prudish? Is—is a prude someone that's like overtly sexual, or someone that's introvertly not sexual? Anyway, I'm over the top sexual, and it doesn't phase me. Like I'll—I'll if I have someone staying over at my house, um, like I'm talking. Airbnb-wise, I won't ever have anyone come home, mainly because I use the guest room as the sex room because my room is filthy and disgusting and I don't want anyone to ever see it. Um, And so I can't have anyone over. And so when someone messages me, it's like, hey, you're free, I go, look, I'm not, but I live down the road from a park. Let's go there. Like that for me is nothing. In fact, I prefer it because I find like – highly illegal, there's a thrill in it that I can no longer have sex inside because it's so boring. And so that's why I don't really enjoy sex. Why It's why I do sort of everything else. Like as I'm getting older, I'm getting into the more passionate element of it, less into random hookups and more into long-term connections, sort of. Yeah, no, that's about right. Like if I have a really good time with a random i'm like you can come back but i'm talking like it has to be the best ones are the ones where you you both it's going to be a bit of, it's going to get a bit graphic you both get off right because normally i don't because i feel awkward if if i don't choose first It's, it's i feel like i'm talking to my mum when i'm talking to you um and so it's just i just feel like censoring self-censoring um so if, if, if they, I've seen, and my goal is to completely make sure they enjoy themselves and get off, right? Um, and then when that happens, I'm like, okay, well, you're done. You're like, you're finished. You don't want to like, you know, you could like the limp, wristy. They're like, oh, well, would you like to finish? And then it, becomes, it looks like it becomes a chore, which is a, such a turnoff. Because that's what happens when I finish. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm done. Therefore, party's over. And that's why I like to make sure they go and finish first. They choose everywhere first um, because if I if I go first, I, I freeze and I'm like, ooh, don't touch me and get out. Um, but then when if, if if we have a really good connection and it's quite passionate, I can, Jesus. and I'm fine and I can keep going and do whatever. What What am I trying to get? I don't know what my point of this was. Oh, no. When I was younger, it was literally just about – how can you get off the quickest with the person that's there? It, it, it had nothing to do with anything else. And now as I'm older, I'm starting to get less and less into the randomness, which I found hot. Just like you didn't know this person. You were coming over and you were like doing it. Um, now, so let me tell you what happened tonight. So I, if you want to, oh, this is revealing another Big piece of information. (gasps) Tangent, tangent, tangent. I got a Snapchat from someone. I hope they're not a listener. I got a Snapchat and it was, my friend said, this is you nude and you sent it to them and they sent me the nude image. (laughs) Yes, it was, but it didn't have my face in it. And um, they were like, is it? I'm like, I don't know who this person is. In my head, I went, shit, hopefully this person is over 18. I didn't want to, I just didn't want to ask. And then hopefully, in my mind, I went, well, I will only admit to it being my nude if I'm attracted to the person whose account it is. But I'm not going to ask them to send me a photo of themselves and then I'll answer the question because it's obviously then, yes, it is my nude. So I just went. How am I going, in this situation, how am I going to say no convincingly? And so I then thought if I really am self-deprecating, they might think that's not my nude. To be fair, it was a good nude. I, so, I was so fine. Like if they went to the press with that, I'd be like, yeah, fine. It's a, it's a high angle. Things look bigger than what they are. I'm fine with that. And then um, I replied, ha, 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 I wish it was. Winky face. I'm a bit fatter than that. Done. I'm pretty sure they believed me that it wasn't me. Anyway, back on track. So here's a big in- piece of information. Um, that I I don't know how I found this out. I don't. No one told me. Oh, maybe someone did tell me. No, I don't think anyone told me. I remember going to do some online shopping, and I stumbled across. A i stumbled upon craigslist and it's like gumtree it's massive in america it's not don't think it's that big here in australia and i was looking at craigslist it's a really simple basic site and then i noticed there was a, one called personals And i was like oh remember when you used to get the newspaper as a kid and you used to flick and you could see like um you know martha's looking for love she will offer you a stimulating blowjob. That's what's written in the paper and you're like, "Oh, whoa, that's scandalous. So I, I clicked on personals and uh, and then it just it was, whole things open up. Connections, love. Then there was one called casual encounters. I'm like, yeah, bingo. You click it. Then it says W for M, M for W. M for M, W for W, and has all these combinations. W for WW, M for M, MM, M, W, M WM for WM, which is man and woman. Man and woman looking for woman and woman. Like there's all these possible combinations. I, of course, click M looking for M, which is why am I exp- Me, uh I was trying to think of something funny. It's M- oh, embarrassing. Oh, stop, Christian. There's some jokes in my head that are not funny. Um, men looking for men, so I go into it. Oh my god, it is a goldmine of anonymous sex. It is like where I belong, right? It's just and the descriptions. Some are like, "I will pay you to shit on my chest." Okay, it's a little bit too far. I, I, I would anything involving that. It's, it's not for me. Could be for you. It's not for me. The Golden showers, have tried, probably maybe try again, but it wasn't really for me, but I gave it one shot. And, I look, I'd give it another go to see where I'm at in life. It was about seven years ago. And I've done it both ways. I, a guy really wanted to come in and just pee all over me. So I was like, mm, okay, I'll try it. Maybe it's hot. Uh, it wasn't. Um, and then I was with a group of guys and we were all asked to pee all over someone else. Now, I had to be drunk and I had to have a lot of fluids because I'm a nervous we And I can't just pee on someone when they're watching, let alone there was four of us. And so I was, I was drunk and I could do it easily because I was like, I don't care. And then I just weed all over this guy. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That was, I, I was, there was a bit, I was a bit, that, yeah, I didn't, I would do that again. Um, mainly the group action because they were really attractive. And then, yeah, it does sound a bit weird, doesn't it? But I don't find it weird. I mean, it's just piss. I've pissed on myself before, accidentally. And then I was like, oh, that's hot. And then I kept pissing on myself. <laughs> that's a joke. I didn't. I'm winking into the microphone. Have you ever peed in the bath and just been like, oh, stuff it? That's technically the same thing. But peeing in the bath as a child Christian is different to peeing in the bath as a 30-year-old. I had a bath recently. I just peed on myself. I was like, oh, this is Is it the warm water that just makes you want to go to the bathroom? Luckily I didn't shit in the bath. We've done that before. I'm sure every kid's done that. I should ask my mum that. I should get my mum to come on the podcast when she's here. She's coming to visit me. Um, anyway, okay, so Craigslist, this gold mine of just anything. And, uh, should I tell you some of the things that? Whatever, oh, <laughs> and I, I think some of these things are revealing a little bit too much into my sexual history and too confronting. Not as confronting as shitting. I've never shat on anyone, nor have I ever been shitted on. So that hasn't happened, nor will it ever happen. If if I am having sex with someone, which is very rare, because I don't really... Anyway, let me set this up. I don't really like sex unless it's completely sort of random and anonymous, and I don't know the person, because I find that really attractive, or it's in a a public place. I find that like a real turn on. And so that's the only way I could ever like do it with someone. But as soon as in that situation, if I get to that level, I'm like, yeah, this is hot Um, because it's a lot of effort to thrust your penis into someone. It's a lot of effort repeatedly. It's tiring. I've literally got about 20 thrusts before I'm like, oh, frigging hell, I can't do anymore. Um, (laughs) And um, I'm getting embarrassed by this. But anyway, um oh, if I smell a hint of anything that has been in the back passage, if you know what I meant, shit. If I smell anything, instantly I'm like done. See ya. Can't do it. That's why I avoid that sexing that area in general, cause it's an exit hole. It's not an entryway. Anyway, so. I've had a couple of encounters on Craigslist. I've listed it. I've listed an ad on Craigslist once. Yeah, maybe I'm going to write that down. I'll talk about what ads I've listed on the next podcast. Um, for Craigslist. I'm sorry. I'm just writing this down. Craigslist. Because I've really like in the I could have recorded two podcasts, three even. This is a long one. That's what he said. He said, it's a long one to me. He looked me in the eyes and went, Jesus, that's a long one. That's definitely never happened. Um, any, Oh, I'm talking about the, okay, I'll talk about the ads that I've been on. Um, but so what happened was, so tonight I was like, I haven't had proper sex in so long. I was like, I'm going to do it. And I was like, well, it either needs to be in a park or with a random. So I went on Craigslist. I'm scrolling through and like it, you're guaranteed to find it. And it was just there was a couple of ads and it's like, oh, they're too far away. Like, oh, that Uber's going to cost a lot. Anyway, so I get to this one. It's in the suburb across from me. It's a five minute drive. And it was, oh, I don't have my phone. Oh, what did it say? It was like a non encounter walk in, fuck me, and leave, right? Uh, safe only, which is. Exactly how I want it. Otherwise, if you're doing that type of behaviour and you're not protecting yourself, that is your own fault. You you don't deserve what's coming to you. But you gotta come on. Come on, people be safe. <sighs> um, I'm not here to preach anyway. But so I was like, Yes. It says he was thirty. Send stats and photos. So of course, send sent my stats, send my photos. Um, get a reply. Hit, Straight away, address, tell me when you're five minutes away. I was like, Yes, this is on. Had a shower, got in an Uber, drove off. Anyway, I got there. I was like, really like turned like I'm still in the same outfit that I was in, which is shorts, no undies. I always wear underwear. Not when I not when I know what's happening. Not if there's sex on the cards. Underwear is an obstacle. Um and I I can't have sex with someone wearing anything. I have to be completely naked. So anyway, he's like, just come in, bedrooms on the left. I'll be there, like presenting. He was really attractive too. So walk in, there he is, and I'm like, great, this is hot, but I'm not really. No, I was. I felt. I was like, yeah, this is great. This is yeah, 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 what a sex pest. <laughs> anyway, so clothes come off, condom goes on. And then I just, it just, I like, oh, it was fine. I was doing what I needed to do. But then, you know, 20 thrusts in and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, this is just, I'm not enjoying this in the slightest. I I am not going to achieve what I came here to achieve. Wink, wink. Why can't I say climax? I'm not going to jizz. As well. And I can't say, for some reason, I don't want to say the C word. is come. Because that's, I don't know. I will. I will talk very dirty to people, but I feel like I can't talk dirty to you. Like, I don't, I just, I don't know. I want to say, I didn't want to come in his butt, <laughs> but that's so, that is confronting. It, I don't know why I get really shy when I'm around friends. I'll be like, yeah, man, I was jizz everywhere. And then he jizzed on my face. And wow, it was great. But then on this which is such a like public platform. I'm really censoring myself. So anyway, we're, I'm like midway through and I was like, oh, I'm really short too. So if you're short, I had to stand on my, like I had to get up on my tippy toes in the position that he was in. And I'm immediately like my calves are already gone. Like this hurts. I'm not enjoying this. So I tried to like stand and like, I was going at it. And I was like, that's all right. But then he moved and I was like, no, that's not right. And then just the position was awkward. It just didn't suit, you know, my downstairs region position, the way everything is aligned. It just didn't work. This is such a really eye-opening chat. I'm really, like, I'm about to tell people the way my dick points. Like, it didn't work for the position that it was in. It's probably the most open and honest I've been. Um, and so I just went, <laughs> this is what I did. I was like, oh yeah, I'm about to jizz. Oh, see ya. You're <laughs> 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 you're lay you're, lay, you're... <laughs> Um, and I just, I like, <laughs> he, and, and so this is why, like, so I pretended, I did a really good job at pretending. I, like, pretended I had, like, the longest orgasm ever. I was like, yeah, you're hot. You're so hot. Look what you did to me. And then um, he put his hand. So what what they normally do is they put their hand in there and they take the condom off for you. And they just see how much you chizzed. And I was like, oh, shit. And so I sort of pulled out and, like, ripped it off myself and, like, clenched onto it. Yuck. Um, And then put my clothes on without letting it go. And then was like, thanks. That was so great. I really enjoyed myself. Bye, and then left. And then I realized, like, five years ago, even like last year, I would have like, I would have gotten twenty thrusts in and gone and actually jizzed. <sighs> oh yeah. If I'm having sex with someone, I don't want it to last long. It's again, it's too much effort. I just want to get off the type of sensitive emotional lover that I am. Oh, dear. Anyway, this podcast has gone for almost an hour. Okay, I've got to make sure I yodel for the start of the next one. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. That was uh, quite a confronting uh, experience for you, I'm sure, and you know me well. I find it awkward when people come up to me and go, oh, my God, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, well, you know where my dick's been and you know probably what it maybe looks like. But they're all women. So I'm like, oh, can't a dude come up to me? If you're a dude on the street and you just want to come up to me, come up to me and just grab my dick. No, maybe don't do that. No, that's fine. You can do that. I'm so aggressive. I think it's because I'm horny still because I just faked an orgasm and I really wanted to probably have sex. (laughs) I turn into a raging whore monster when I'm horny. And then... If I just look at some porn, I have a tricky wank. I am so different. I become really creative. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to paint a portrait of myself. I'm so creative and free and not thinking about sex all the time. And then if I get horny, I'm like, the only thing that will make me focused is to relieve myself. Just want to say to anyone at work listening, never, ever been horny at work. Or if I was, it was at home time and I went home and did it. I've never in this workplace. To anyone that's worked with me in Adelaide or Newcastle, all the fucking time, because I worked a night shift. Sometimes I brought people into the studio. And that is my cue to leave.